Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Bolton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's What's up? up? (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. We're doing it. We're doing it. This is really happening. Another episode. This is really happening. You thought last week we were done. I I mean, that's what I was told. You were like, oh, good, we did it, right? Right. I said, we'll see you next week. And he said, wait, Wait, what? what? (laughs) (laughs) Job well done. Everybody in the staff meeting was patting each other on the back. We had the good job birthday cake ready. Or not birthday cake, but sheet cake. You know, we had it made up in style for us with the writing. Mm. And we were all laughing because they misspelled job. Good job. Yeah, good job. Right, good job, everybody. (laughs) And then David was like, "Uh, excuse me, I don't want to rain on your parade. You're like packing your Bag. Right. I'm like, where are you going? Right. I thought we were out. <laughs> like, we're back next, you're just going home? Back next week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Well, we have a bunch of news. Do we ever? Do we want to start with Indiana Jones 5? Please. Let me take you back to Indiana Jones 2. Okay. <laughs> and some news that I learned this week. Wait a minute. It's not. It's <laughs> Did you see that I put that news in twice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Well, I mean, it's more elaborated than the one line, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we recently watched a movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Love that movie. Right. So good. So good. Yeah. The lead male role mm. is short round. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was like, oh, his voice makes total sense. He sounds like short round. And wasn't he also, uh, he was, you're, you're right. He was short round and that was wild. He and was I, in Goonies too. Goonies. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. So uh, apparently he kind of, he didn't, everyone's like, well, what happened to him? Well, he went to Asia. Some, I don't know which country mm-hmm. specifically and has been producing movies and doing choreography stunt choreography and and fight choreography and stuff yeah and then crazy rich asians happened and he was like i could have been a part of that it's like a renaissance for asian actors and he's like all right well maybe i can get back in yeah now's my chat mouse chance so here he is yeah mouse my chance yeah Mouse, 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 my chance. Mouse, my chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Holmes, mouse, my chance. Holmes. <laughs> That's how they said in the mean streets. Now, I thought he was amazing in that movie. Oh and yeah, his fight sequences were unbelievable. I, I absolutely did not know that was him when I was watching the movie. I read about it like you did, like afterwards. Yeah. Um, do you think a guy like that, like? Could love a gal like me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, another it's separate question. Oh, okay. Right. Right. Uh, unrelated. Uh, unrelated. <laughs> right. Whether or not he could love a gal like me. Yeah. I'm also curious, like, so he was short round mm-hmm. in a massive global blockbuster hit, and he was in Goonies, an iconic massive blockbuster hit. Does a character like that, but he was not like you and I are sitting here talking about him. Do you know his name? No. No, me neither. And what my question is this. 
does he is he rich? Like he's rich now because he just co-starred in this big movie. But like, well, I think he made a name for himself in the Asian film market. In the Asian, with so producing yeah. movies and doing yeah. But I think he stopped. He, he what I was reading, he stopped acting because it was so. Stare, like when you think of the characters that we know him as, the right. two characters we know right. him as are very much just Asian stereotype right. children. Like right. they're not like well written out characters. Right, right. They're very much a stereotype. Yeah. And why would you want to do that right. for your whole life? Right. No, I'm just curious. Like if he was, you know, if so, I, he was choreo. Obviously, he furthered his mastery of the craft as it relates to like choreography and fight scenes and you know that kind of stuff. So he obviously like took a portion of his skills and further advanced it. I'm just curious, like if he did so. Obviously, it, it, I would guess that he did so out of a passion for wanting to do that without sort of continuing to be pigeonholed into stereotyped yeah. roles. I'm just curious if if that was like, you just know, want to know if he's rich, if he right? Bank, yeah. Because if he's gonna love a girl like me, right. he's got to have bank, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because right. only a boy who saves his pennies can make my rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I bet he's rich in the heart. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right. So real Indiana Jones news. Right. Real Indiana Jones five. Um. Mads Mickelson. I'm over here in my head singing the Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Mads Mickelson, who we recently saw in Fantastic Beasts. Right. He said Indiana, 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 Indiana Jones. House the time, baby. House the time. <laughs> Indiana Jones is aiming for the original feel of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. He had a lot of other things to say, which I'll let you talk about. But, yep. Yep. But, Starting with this comment, how much of this news, quote unquote, feels like propaganda to you? Um, it's totally propaganda. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Okay. Like, but that's it's like, oh, Matt Nicholson's is bad, but wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> All right, I mean, listen, it's totally propaganda. Hundred percent. Right. But riddle me this. Hmm. Does that automatically discount it? Is it no. disqualified because it's propaganda? It's also, it's like, I don't know. Like he could have like, like, first of all, what, so what I'm, what I'm saying is because it's propaganda, does that mean it's not true? And my, my position would be, no, that does not mean that it's untrue. For example, they sat around and they chose what the propaganda was going to be. What's the hype? They programmed it. All you got, right, right. They, they plugged the USB stick right. in. Right. Boop, boop. <laughs> when they powered them up, they yeah. reset them with the programming. And when mm -hmm. they were setting the programming, that's the message that they went with, which they could, they would not randomly pick that message if it was inconsistent with what the director wanted. So for example, if the director was like, Hey, we're going to make Indiana Jones mod, we're going to take it to the next level. Like what they did with the James Bond franchise when they got Daniel Craig on board, mm -hmm. we're going to have more realistic fighting and we're going to have ripped, you know, stars and it's just going to be next level modern. We're taking Indiana Jones to the next level. That could be the hype. Right. But instead, they made a conscious decision. We're taking Indiana Jones back to its roots. I'm going back to the big six of life. <laughs> and again, I have a third question. Yeah. The first question is, would he love a guy like me? Yeah. A gal like me? Second is, is he rich? And the third is, how do you not have a record deal? 
It's a question. It's one of the crimes. I don't know if we'll ever know the crimes against humanity. But right. you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. you started your little song and dance show right. over there. <laughs> the question is, did I ever start it, or has it always been going? <laughs> <laughs> but so my point is, even if it is propaganda, I'm still buying it. I'm still on board because I think this is great. So clearly the higher-ups behind Indiana Jones 5 okay. are like, we're going to give the fans, i.e. Penn Ketchum, mm. what he wants, which is Raiders of the Lost Ark 2023. That's, okay. what, that's what I so, want. So what else did you have to say about it? I want Snakes in an Airplane. That's a different franchise. No, no. Oh, well, that's a, that's one franchise, but I'm talking Raiders of the Lost Ark. He jumps in the plane escaping and he goes snakes why did it have to be snakes and then samuel L. jackson gets right. up and says, hey, get your <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's another crossover right. oh, wow <laughs> this is really exciting <laughs> all right so maz mickelson was interviewed about his time on the indiana jones 5 set right right and he said harrison ford was a monster of a man he mm. went on to clarify a nice monster but the example that he gave was they filmed, they had an overnight shoot and they filmed all night. They wrapped that particular day's work at 5 a.m. And Mads Mikkelsen was impressed because at the conclusion of their work, Harrison Ford jumped on his mountain bike and rode 35 miles home. Wow. The guy is 79 years old, Harrison Ford. The it's, last time anyone saw them, right? Right. So <laughs> then they had to rewrite the ending. <laughs> but I think what's interesting is um, Mickelson was very specific that James. So this is the first Indiana Jones that's not directed by Steven Spielberg. Mm. But he said, you know, James Mangold is directing it, but it has a strong Steven Spielberg feel, which goes back to the comment that you so flippantly labeled propaganda. You know, if, Same, if I feel like I what, hear this, it gets me excited. Then I'm like, hold up, sprinkle some salt on it. <laughs> I think my point is you take all these pieces mm. and you put them all together. It makes me excited for the film. It makes me feel like the whole team is excited to get this done. Raiders of the Lost Ark part two. Wow. What's up? What was it? He was like, it's got a real uh, crystal skull feel. Oh, God. Right? Right. Yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. my point. If they were like, well, we're going to be really, we're going to be doubling down on the amazing work of Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Who? Matt, Matt Mickelson's like, I play the older version right. of him. Right. Right. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? Yeah, who even knows? Podcast at PennCinema.com if you have seen or heard anything from Shia LaBeouf Cake. Have you ever heard the song about him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chasing people. It's right. so great. All right. All right. So something that happened recently, I don't know if we talked about it, mm. but Discovery. No right. Right? The channel. You're right. Yeah. It was bought by Warner Brothers. Wrong. No? Isn't that what we reported here? No, Discovery bought Warner Brothers. No. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Discovery, that's what doesn't make sense about it. So it's Warner Brothers Discovery. Discovery bought Warner Brothers and then was like, hey, all top executives, you out. You just shook my world. Yeah. You rocked my right. world that's like again. Time. That's like when Kmart, how many Kmarts did you know that weren't actively going out of business? Right. Right? That's like when Kmart bought Sears. Crazy. Right? I don't even think that's a good analogy. I think the what? analogy would be like, do do bought Starbucks. Well, I was trying to be... Relatable for people who weren't in the in the specific town. All right, you know, 
The analogy would be your favorite local coffee shop <laughs> is buying Starbucks. Hmm. I mean, it, that's good. Your favorite local coffee shop that's currently going out of business. Right. right bought Starbucks. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, are you being serious? Yes. So, the new Warner Brothers Discovery right. is reportedly considering an overhaul of DC Entertainment. What? Yeah. So, they are saying that they want to get back to, they think that characters have been ignored, i.e. Sp- Superman, for characters that have, they've spent too much time on. Overplayed, i.e. Batman. Well, yeah. It was, they've been spending ca- too much time on, on B and C list characters like the Joker and Harley Quinn. When, and not focusing on, I mean, it's been forever since we had su- a Superman solo film. They just like stop, yeah, yeah. and they want to basically do, redo. <laughs> I don't have the exact wording, and I wish I had it in front of me. But it's like basically they said we want to stop doing what we're doing and do good movies. individual movies that also relate together, mm. like Mar- Like they basically say we want to do what Marvel's doing. Right. But right, like right. like DC has gone so they were they were trying to do that, and it didn't go right. And then he just started making individual movies mm. that were kind of connected that don't. And apparently, like uh, excuse me, if the Flash movie comes out, uh, supposedly there's a portion in it where like characters just all of a sudden don't know Superman anymore. Like they're just mm. like Aquaman doesn't know who Superman is, even though. He's been in a movie with him and a TV show with him. So, so what do we make of this? Uh, it could be good in the long run. Yeah, I think it's going to be really confusing at the at the beginning if they continue to put these movies out that that they've uh, that Warner Brothers had invested money in. It could be weird, but maybe they'll just shove them all to HBO. Or or something, and mm, then just be no, because like, they want to make money. They need to make money to pay for the mortgage, for the money they borrowed to buy Warner Brothers. That's true. If they're going to make money, they got to go through theaters. Well, how Batman? The Batman's still doing great, right? Batman flew past seven hundred and fifty million dollars this right. weekend. Cool. It premiered on HBO today. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like it's so. And Spider Man is in its nineteenth week. Right. And it's still crushing it. Right. So when you make a good movie and you want to make bank, you run it to your local movie theater, and then later you put it on your streaming platform. Like how why at the same time? Though, why is why this complicated? Like yeah. you, you do it later. You make your bank, and then a few weeks later you put it on your streamer. I mean, it used to be the industry made it impossible for them to do that, just because it take, took months to make the DVDs. The I spoke to a. Uh, uh, executive in distribution. Mm. So as you know, movie theaters, the the language in the movie business, movie theaters are in exhibition. Mm. And the movie studios have a production department that makes the movies, and then they have a distribution department that sells the movies to the exhibitors. So I'm an exhibitor, and I deal every Monday with distribution. So you know how in Congress, when you really hate a politician, you refer to my friends across the aisle. Yeah. Right. So what we always say is my friends in distribution, my friends in distribution, you know, and they say my friends in exhibition. Right. To all my friends in exhibition, we're pleased to announce this massive blockbuster movie that you're excited about will be available for free on NBC starting tomorrow. 
<laughs> you know, it's like that kind of yeah. thing. You know, but it always starts with like, you know, to our friends in exhibition. It's all bullshit, right? right? So anyway, I was talking to a guy in distribution and I was we were kind of chit-chatting about uh, some of the stupid things that come out of movie studios. And I said to him, this to this day, I've never understood why so frequently movie studios will take original movies offline, like make them unavailable for exhibitors when there's a reboot or, or a sequel or, you know, something coming up. So a lot of times you and I in the past have talked like, oh, there's a new Spider-Man movie. Wouldn't it be great to watch the first one, you yeah. know, or whatever. So I don't, I don't know if this is the case, but an example would be the Fantastic Beast movie came out. Wouldn't it have been fun to watch the original Harry Potter or last, you know, and then you find out, oh, that movie is not available from the studio. And we, and I've never to the, and to this day, I still don't understand it. So, but what the guy said to me, the reason why I'm telling this story is because what the guy said to me was, he goes, you got to remember in the distribution business, people fail up. Like it's a classic scenario of like big corporate, like people fail up. So the, the top people in distribution have failed at the lower levels. So, so it's, it's, you, you see that a lot in, you know, big companies. That's like an expression. People fail up and big companies around the world have evolved out of that model. So you don't really see that. I, I mean, as far as I know, and not that I'm an expert, but you don't see it as frequently in modern, big, large companies. You don't see it in the Apple, you know, in, you know, whatever these companies are that have evolved and gotten more, uh, better. More better. <laughs> um, but you still see it in distribution. So there's some of that, you know, that uh, leftover, you know, like the kind of thing you would have seen like in the 1950s, that some, some of that thought process, like people speak for themselves, they have original creative ideas and they get smacked down for it, you know, because mm. it's, it's like you don't stand out. And you see some of the newer studios that are a little smarter about it, like A24, Neon, focus features, um, some of those. And the problem with, the, or yeah, the problem with those is they don't have the long, they don't have the catalog. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but they're coming, they're coming along and that's why they're an interesting threat to, in a good way. I say that not in a violent way, but like <clears throat> they're, they're, uh, they're, they're positive disruptors to the, to the model. Mm. So, so anyway, that was a little sidebar on Warner brothers and discovery. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of big news. I mean, you know, it could be big news. Yeah. I know that the first thing they put a halt on was like the Ezra Miller stuff. Like they took over and then like the next day the, the news broke about him being crazy and uh, they were like, out. Well, we'll see if this movie still comes out. So yeah. I don't know if the interesting happened. Yeah. So. Dun dun. Yeah. Well. Morbius. Speaking of your favorite franchises. Right. Morbius suffers the biggest ever second weekend drop for a comic book movie release topped only by X-Men Dark Phoenix. Okay. It's like 80 some percent or something. Okay. Pretty crazy. Anyone coming to see it here? Not really. Yeah. I mean, the movie flopped, you know, it, it, yeah. it, the movie was not, I mean, it, it did open to, it had a good opening weekend cause so many people were interested in it, but the, problem with this movie and we've said it on this show and I've said it before the show existed like it's not complicated when the movie is good it does better yeah. than when the movie is not good 
right? What? <laughs> I know, rocking your world out here. But you heard it first here at the Penn Cinema Podcast. <laughs> Good movies do better. What? No, uh, should I back up? Yeah, do more better? Uh, should I back up? Good movies. Movies that are gooder than their other movies. <laughs> yeah. They do more gooder oh. than when a bad movie is badder. Whoa. A badder, no badder, no badder, no badder. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like, all right. You know, the problem with Morbius is it had a decent opening weekend because there was so much hype around it and people didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, consistently people. Now, I did hear, I did meet a few brave souls who told me they did like it. Mm. But mostly people were like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. I'll tell you a silver lining because mm. people like to hear the business side. Yeah. Right. The silver lining is it makes room like now yeah, I don't have else. to hold it on a big screen. You know, it makes room for beasts, which makes room for massive talent, which makes room on May 4th when we open May 5th, 6th, when we open Dr. Strange. Mm the evening of May 5th, yeah. when we open Doctor Strange, like we're going to have all kinds of screens. Like Morbius will be gone. Yeah. You know, Fantastic Beasts will be on one screen. You know, like it It just, it, it works. I was sent a fantastic meme yesterday and it said, it was like a news article. It said, yeah. Will Smith gets 10-year 10 10 probation from uh, the Academy for violence. Jared Leto gets 100 years for Morbius. <laughs> Speaking of Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a, a Marvel movie tickets go on sale and everyone's tracking. That's mm. the that's the industry language. <laughs> yeah, exactly how yeah. it's how it's tracking, and of course, a Marvel movie is going to open and a ton of tickets are going to go on sale and mm. tickets are going to get sold and everyone's going to say, "Oh, this is really exciting." Doctor Strange is tracking crazy, like Whoa. good, crazy good. Like this is this movie. They a lot of people are now thinking this is a two hundred million dollar opening weekend. Wow! Right? Wow! So I'm just saying, that's like, crazy. That's a big deal. That's as Joe Biden would say, that's a big deal. Wow. Um, these the rest of the stuff on here is all you, man. You got to take the lead. Oh, you, I thought you would come up with like a cool segue. Oh well, okay. Yeah. Pass me the ball. All right. <laughs> I'm double dribbling, <laughs> just like Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Now, Steph Curry with the NBA. Which is the National Basketball Association. Right. right. They have a tie-in with the movie Nope, which nope. Appar apparently was like, we need your money. We, and they were we like, talked about this movie a few weeks ago. Nope. We watched a trailer. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Right? And we both were like, oh, my gosh. It's terrifying. We can't wait to see it. Right. Jordan Peele. Uh, who did Get Out and Us and a host of other great movies. And I can only assume Steph Curry is playing all of the aliens. Right. <laughs> if Steph Curry, in my opinion, yeah. so, some people will say he's he's one of the best basketball players in the league today. I don't know if he is or not. I'm not qualified. I, I like watching basketball, but I don't have an opinion about who's the best right now. But what I will say, what I do, what I am qualified to say is he's an incredibly likable person. Yeah. He's, he's pretty funny. Now I'm sure it wasn't all him, but he had a show on some channel. <laughs> I can't wait was, to see where this goes. It was called Steph Curry ultimate golf or something. Okay. And it was like a mix of mini golf and like wipeout <laughs> antics. 
right. with like insane mini golf things and they had to like climb through obstacles to get to the balls and stuff. And it was funny. And then they would have yeah. little, like he wasn't there. Right. But then they, after like a couple hits or whatever, they'd have like a segment and he'd be like, I'm Steph Curry, golf master. And like yeah. pretend like he knew all about golf and right. stuff. Yeah. No, he's got a, he's obviously got a great sense of humor and I wasn't clear. Were you clear? Is does he have a cameo in the movie, or was this just a tie-in? I think this was just a promotional bit yeah. that he did to promote the movie, right. Nope, which comes out this summer. Just like Doctor Strange yeah. has a tie-in with David Har- Harbour, is that how yeah. his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stranger Things right. for a commercial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. But anyway, cool, cool beans for uh, Steph Curry. But... You know how we have talked on this show before? This was like news that's not news. Yeah. But we love nothing better than news that's not news. Yeah. Some people like to fluff up their pillow. We like to fluff up the show. I'm just saying. Yeah. So we now bring you our newest segment, news that's not news. Or, as I like to call it, news? <laughs> <laughs> right. News? <laughs> With a question mark. Yeah. Yeah. But... We have complained to each other on this show before right. about the topic of, all right, have your keyboards ready, podcast at pencinema.com, director's cuts. There's mm. a director cut, right? Now, typically, what, in my opinion, what I see with director's cuts is a movie is released to satisfy a mainstream audience, and let's say it runs at like two hours and 10 minutes, 130 minutes, right? Yeah. There was a movie that came out a number of years ago. I think it came out in 07. It was called The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward So-and-So, Robert Ford. And this movie was forever. Do you remember the movie? I don't. Some people say this is the best Western ever made, right? Some people say that it is a masterpiece, and it was directed by Andrew Dominic, who um, agreed... So, So... Some people say it's the best Western ever made, and they also say it's the most egregious example of studios disrespecting the director during the editing process. My question is, the movie was released in 07, and it was like 600 hours long. Okay, it was two hours and 40 minutes long. But here's, no, 120 plus 40. It was two hours and 40 minutes long. Is that what I said? So it's 240. It turns out... The director thought it should be three and a half hours long. Wow. And he has a three and a half hour version that he claims Criterion and Warner Brothers are never going to let the public see. What? I never saw this movie. And he never will. I'm just saying, I kind of want to see it now that there's like, because I never realized that it was like supposed to be this masterpiece. Well, if you I, want to see a best Western, there's one on like 30. <laughs> drive by it later. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> that was a long way to go to set up a best western joke. I was ready though. <laughs> <laughs> you were ready. It's not that far. I, <laughs> I saw you this morning in the staff meeting when we were talking about this this yeah. this topic. This bit, yeah. And I yeah. remember you I saw you like you got this like look in your face and you like looked around the room and you didn't make eye contact with anybody. And then it was like head down. It's like in school when you're covering your writing. And then he like furiously took these notes. I was, I was, I was up, upset. I thought somebody else might, <laughs> might beat me to the punch. <laughs> so anyway, here's my point. Yeah. The director's cut 
is even this massively long movie it's three hours and 30 minutes has long. a director's cut that makes it even longer and nobody will ever see it and i think this is an example of where pen would say like i'm cool with the studio's version <laughs> <laughs> like i'm good How, so as you know i've been watching through the fast and furious movies yeah. with my friends and there's director's cuts right so of course we're watching the director's cuts and then we discover that the director's cuts are only like Two right. to three minutes longer. Right. Those are my favorite. Wait, what? <laughs> How, I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> All right. Uh, Fast and the Furious franchise is nothing if not brilliant at their understanding of the movie business. Uh, they know exactly how long they want their movies to be. They know exactly who they want in them. They know exactly what the story arc is going to be. Mm -hmm. And I say, good for you. If the movie should be two hours and 12 minutes... And some slacker director shows up with a two-hour, 15-minute movie, three minutes out the window. No, we don't got time for that three minutes. Right. No, no. Yeah. We did the math. We had the statisticians run it. Hey, I watch my movies a mile a minute. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Moose, mouse is the time. All right. <laughs> Last week we talked about, and then you'll have to talk about Minecraft. Oh, of course. Did you did you see the article about no, it? You didn't. I, I mean, I'm ready to talk to you about Minecraft. Do you play Minecraft? Have you played? I have played Minecraft. Yeah. Is it good? I mean. It's 10 years old now. I can. Do you, do you want me to tell you about Minecraft? Do you want to just talk about Minecraft? Okay. Do you like Legos? Sure. Minecraft is Legos. Oh, I like Legos. Right. So it's it's a more like, say you want this brick yeah. to build the house. Right. In order to get that brick, you have to go over here and do something to get it. Yeah. Like, so that's the game part. Okay. And so it's a very simple idea. Now it's, it's evolved a lot from what it was 10 years ago. Yeah. But then it's this open universe where you can build whatever you want. So then people would build games inside of Minecraft, mm. adventures that you could go on, and like where they, you know, like a role playing thing. Like, oh, oh, you know, I'd, you'd walk yeah. into this this castle they built, and they'd be like, well, upstairs is the big bad guy, and they'd right. have like, you'd walk over a pressure plate, and something would, ha you know, a door would shut or open, and these really intricate things. People have programmed like music to like full real games into it and stuff like just it's crazy what you can do in minecraft don't my thing is it's market it's marketed very much to like a younger audience but there is an older audience that's into minecraft and there there's you should not dock it as just being a video game because it's so much more than just a game have they ever made a movie about it no i don't think they have all right well, it barely has a narrative okay we'll come back to it okay Remember last week we were, or the, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Top Gun playing at the Cannes Film Festival? Yeah. Yeah. So it turns out what they're trying, it turns out that that screening is part of a broader effort on their part oh. to really like come back and gain relevance because get, I guess Cannes, the film huh. festival, you know, they're trying to bring more mainstream like commercialized movies. For example, this year they're going to play Top Gun. They're also going to play Elvis. Warner Brothers, the big Warner Brothers movie comes out at the end of June. Would you say this is a Cannes drive? And 3,000 Years of Longing, <laughs> the United Artists film. <laughs> <laughs> the improved competition includes titles from directors with prior specialized theatrical success, like David Cronenberg, who directed the neon movie called Crimes of the Future, which we're going to watch a trailer in a minute. 
And Claire Denis, Stars of the Future from A24, and James Gray, Armageddon, Time from Focus, and Kelly Reichert showing up A24. My point is, Mr. David. people, when they need things, they do a can drive right. to get cans of food. Right. Right? And it's cans with an right. A-S. Right. That's why it's funny. Yeah. Because it's spelled differently. You spell, it's similarly <laughs> they want your money. Right. <laughs> That's where the joke is, Pat. Okay. okay. I'm sorry that I didn't see yeah. it. <laughs> I, clearly, I wasn't looking yeah. in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to clear that up for you. Yeah, you really can. <laughs> I had that one in the can. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Top Gun screening at Cannes is not a coincidence. It's part of a broader effort, which we thought was interest. I thought was interesting. Mm. Jason Momoa is going to play a major role in Minecraft. Right. It's not immediately clear if he's going to play the mine or the craft, and it's also not clear if he is going to. That's a line I stole from SlashFilm.com, but it's also not clear if he's going to um, star in it. Okay. Or just be in it. Okay. And it's also not clear what the story might be, as you alluded to, that there's literally no narrative to it. Yeah. Right? Sometimes you just got to be in Minecraft, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. But I think what's interesting about it is the we have Jason Momoa now for Minecraft, and we have Napoleon Dynamite director Jared Hess um, directing it. Wow. This is kind of like Barbie. Yeah. The, the new Barbie movie... Look, we have we kind of were joking around about it at the beginning, but take like two seconds and look at the cast and tell me right. something's not up. Yeah, it's for real. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's all the news that's fit to print and some that's just... And some that was fluff. Right. But we only have three trailers this week. Let's start with what might be one of the most um, disturbing things. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it because it was so disturbing. I might relive the experience of watching it. definitely watched it and then blocked it out of my mind pretty hard. Right. Um, That's Crimes of the Future. (laughs) It's a David Cronenberg movie. David Uh, Cronenberg, as recently alluded to in our gripping story about the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, he also plays a character on Star Trek Discovery. Just FYI. He plays a character that's very much just David Cronenberg. Wait. The director? Yeah, the director, David Cronenberg, right. plays a character on Star Trek Discovery that is basically just a super secret weird dude. He doesn't wear a Starfleet uniform. It looks like David Cronenberg, they were like, do you want to play this role? And he's like, sure. <laughs> and then he came on set, they're like, let's get you in a costume. He's like, nah, nah. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and he just is David Cronenberg yeah. on the show. Yeah. And it's great. Um, this looks disgusting. A mm. uh, guy with his mouth and his eyes sewn shut mm. and with like three extra ears or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody eating a bucket. Yeah. So here's what I'd like to say about this movie. Let me say uh, this about that. Yeah. I'm not here for it. No. I'm sure there's an audience for it. You bet. But, spoiler alert, it's not me or me. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. No. No. Yeah. No. Pirate Dave will have to report because yeah. I'm sure he's. No, we have two more trailers. Mm. Both are for massive movies. Yes. One's called Thor: Love and Thunder, and one's called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of, or no, the Madness. Of, what is what's Doctor the, Strange in in the Multiverse of Madness? The Multiverse of Madness. Both trailers were amazing. Yeah. 
the Doctor Strange trailer was a little bit more linear right. than previous trailers. It started to sketch out like, okay, he's got problems. He's got to reach out to WandaVision. It's got a lot more Wanda in it. Yeah. So it seems like Wanda is going to be one of the main characters. Yeah. Right? It yeah. seems that way from the trailer, which got me psyched for it. And we're going to talk about that trailer. Yeah. And then the other trailer is for Thor, Love and Thunder, starring Hemsworth and Natalie Portman. Yeah. And the Thor trailer, if I might just be so bold, is my trailer of the year. Of the year? Wow. That's what I'm saying. Wow. You heard it here for I didn't want to say that this morning at the wow. staff meeting because I didn't want I didn't want to spoil the surprise, but I loved this trailer. So and at good. the at the end, first of all, I loved everything about it. It's like a it's it's heavy on Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. you know, and we love Thor, period, you know. And then when it's gonna have that Guardians vibe to it with that the the Guns N' Roses soundtrack behind it. I'm not even a big I'm not a Guns N' Roses guy. I'm not big, mm. but but that that soundtrack was near perfect. Yeah. Right. And then at the very end when the hammer goes flying and the hand reaches up and you think it's going to be Thor. And then you see Thor looking and it's mighty Thor played by Natalie Portman. Yeah. I'm like, Oh snap. This is now my most anticipated movie. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty great. So how did you like, we got to see the hand of Zeus. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be other gods, not just Norse gods. Mm. In it because the storyline, the main plot line is uh, the God Butcher is coming, who is a character that I forget if the gods betrayed his his gods betrayed him or whatever, and somehow he gets power and then decides to kill all God beings. And as we know, the gods in the Marvel movies are basically just powerful aliens. They're mm. not actually. Well, I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting to say because uh, in Moon Knight, hmm. they don't really define what the gods, the Egyptian gods are. But interesting, this guy kills gods. Yeah. Uh, a butcher. Yeah, he's a god butcher. Played by uh, our boy Batman. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Um, this is so good. This is my definitely my trailer of the week. I don't know. I might put Into the Spider-Verse <clears throat> 2 or whatever it's called. I yeah. can't remember. Uh, I might put that as my trailer of the week or the year so far, but this is a close, I would say a close second. Mm. It's definitely pumped up. It's, and we, what, good thing to remember here, it's just a teaser trailer. Mm. It's not even a full trailer. It's got, it's got great comedy in it. Mm-hmm. I like how when uh, Star Lord's yeah. like, you gotta look your people you love in the eye, and he's looking at his crew, and <laughs> Thor keeps like, moving <laughs> into <to> view. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, just, that's what I'm talking about. There's that like like that perfect. Yeah. And I'll use the word perfect comedic timing. The perfect balance between comedy and action and excitement and like enthusiasm. James Gunn knows his stuff. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. Except for it's not James Gunn. It's Taika Waititi, right? Yeah. Yeah. But James Gunn, awesome I feel stuff. like set the tone. This is what I thought you were trying to say. Mm. Set the tone like. In my, in my mind, Guardians, when I see Guardians, I think James Gunn, mm. you know, and they're just carrying that vibe right through into this movie. Right. But Taika Waititi with Ragnarok, and I've been meaning to watch a show, Our Flag Means Death, that yeah. was hilarious. So this movie comes out July 8th, and it answers our question, because we, we questioned last week, when are we going to get a Thor trailer? Right. And we 
I guessed we're going to get it in front of Doctor Strange. I bet we get another one in front of Doctor Strange. Right. And it, but, but this teaser, like we could get another one, like you said, after Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So this movie, Thor, comes out July 8th. Doctor Strange opens the beginning of May, May 5th. So it has a two-month run. Yep. Just barely out of theaters. No, it'll still be in the theaters. Doctor Strange will absolutely be in the theaters. Eight weeks, for sure. Yeah, it'll definitely be. That's nothing for a major move for a big movie like that. Yeah, it'll it'll still be in the theaters when uh, what's his face out. opens. Wow. Unless I mean, I guess I'm, I shouldn't say that quite so confidently. I bet it will. I bet it will. Yeah. That's I'm not saying I'm not saying it absolutely will. I'm just saying I bet it will. You know, because I look at like we got Batman right now. It's on its ninth week. Like it's still cranking in. Yeah, it was the number three movie in one of my Holy theaters. Smokes. I forget which one, but I mean, it's still like top. People are coming, you know, and Marvel sticks around even longer. Wow. So, Doctor Strange, the final trailer. A lot more Wanda, a lot more of her problems with her kids and not having her kids and everything that she did in that town. Um, we also see Doctor Strange. Like definitely struggling more with whatever he's done. Uh, we see more Baron Mordo. Uh, big things that we see, um, 110% uh, uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Mm-hmm. So the X-Men. Uh, we see his wheelchair and everything. So that's crazy. Um, yeah, there's just a lot. There's a lot in this. A, lot, a couple more monsters. Um, America... Chavez doing some her stuff. Do you know the plot? Like, I'm assuming it's something from messing with the multiverse and Spider-Man. Okay. And then America Chavez can can uh, punch through realities, punch through universes. Uh huh. So she's and then I don't know. Okay. Who knows? All right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'm excited We're for it. Find out. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's get to our movie review this week. Can we please? Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, which throws me off because isn't it, didn't the other twos have and the in their title? Yeah. This one does not. Mm. It's just Fantastic Beast colon. <laughs> I love the stuff you get hung up on. The Secrets of Dumbledore. It's like, keep up, because all the Harry Potter <laughs> movies are and the. Right, right, right. Sorcerer's Stone. Maybe you know. they were, maybe they were noticing the lack of success in the first two movies. And they were like, we need to switch it up. And you know what really switches up a franchise is when you take meaningless words out of the title. The fans are going to go crazy when they see this. Well, maybe, you know what it is? Because there's a part in this movie where the Fantastic Beasts kind of drop off. And they're not really in it anymore. And that's when the Secrets <laughs> of Dumbledore come out. Uh, they're like, oh, Fantastic Beasts aren't really that involved. Yeah. With. So. Do you want to talk about this movie? What? I'm just saying. Did, you, I, uh, did not, you see this movie? Not only did I see it, uh-huh. but just to irritate our listeners, I also, and when I say irritate our listeners, mostly what I mean is irritate you. Mm. I also watched Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Before it. Before. Before I watched The Secrets of Dumbledore, right. I watched And the Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. So that I would be fully up to speed. Mm. Then I came to the theater the next day or two days later or something like that, and I watched Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah. 
and I was like, what? I was I didn't love it. I thought I wasn't excited by it. I thought it was just I. We laughed more at him than I thought we would. Like laughed at the movie or laughed with the movie? With the movie. Yeah, yeah. It was funnier. You're saying it was funnier than you thought. Yeah. Yeah. And then we both were like super sure that a character was going to die and they didn't. Mm. And I was like, they should have died. But. uh, Who did you think was going to die? Jacob. Yeah, yeah. I'm Uh, glad he didn't because he was my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easily. Easily easily favorite character. it's almost a meaningless. It has better plot than the pre the second one. I, the yeah. second one I don't really care for at all. So I think this is the the second best movie in the series of three. But at the same time, it doesn't really accomplish anything. Right. It's just very weird. Like at the end of Crimes of Grindelwald, he's all like, "We're going to make sure that we take over all of humanity because they're going to start World War One, right, uh-huh. or two. They're going to start a world war yeah. if we don't control the right. the people. But then in this one, he's just like, well, I'm just going to become president of all magic people. Right. And. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to war. And then I do win the election. And yeah. then somebody's like, nah, that's a fake unicorn thing. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, there's a real one over here that it's its twin. And then the the bad guy was like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't... Like, I felt like he can... Now, don't get me wrong. I wasn't rooting for him, obviously. He's awful. Yeah. He's the villain. But I felt like even in the context of a movie plot, he gave in too easy. He was like... He just stood there and he's like, uh, well, all he tr- right. He tried to kill the one guy. Yeah. And then failed. Yeah, so that allowed him to... He tried to kill and the other guy tried to defend, which allowed him, Dumbledore tried to defend, which allowed him to, you know, break the charm, which I guess was, that's a big plot point. Yeah. Well, there's more. So, like, if you're a Harry Potter fan, like, you know, Grindelwald has the um, wand. I can't think of its name, but he has the the special big, most powerful wand. And in the Harry Potter movies, Dumbledore has it, mm. and it's like the most powerful wand there is, uh, given by death. So is this how Dumbledore got the wand? No, because he doesn't get it from him in this. Oh, uh, gotcha. He's got to defeat him, because you can only take the wand if you didn't need to defeat him. Yeah, he falls off the edge. Oh, he, all he did was break the charm. I got you. Yeah, he 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 escapes at the end. He disappears off the edge of the. That's the thing. There's no real. I feel like here's the problem. I mean. <clears throat> This goes into a little bit of what Frodo had to say. It, it, there's a lot of problems with this franchise. One, you've got J.K. Rowling, who's super, like, mm-hmm. doing not that great stuff. Uh, it's just not as popular. It took too long to happen. It's not as, the stories aren't as good and, or, or as meaningful. And then you have the actors in it with, like, Johnny Depp with their problems. So they're replacing actors. Uh so there's just a lot of things going against these movies, the recasting and everything, and, and they're just not great. I, and they were planning to do two more. Were planning or are planning? Well, that's the thing. They might have a hold, put a hold on it. Here's my suggestion to that, because they're like, well, Fantastic Beasts might be over it. I feel like they ended the story just fine for Newt right. and his friends. Right. So maybe... They didn't finish the Grindelwald thing. Right. 
So maybe the next movie is Dumbledore and other people. Right. Finish off that story. And now don't call it Fantastic Beasts. Why not? Because the the reason it's called Fantastic Beasts. Oh, right, right. Because he's a magic zoologist. He wrote the book, Fantastic Beasts. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So make two more movies. Like, let's like make do it like the way they did to Harry Potter seven and eight. Do like one more conclusive Dumbledore, yeah, kills. maybe you call it Dumbledore's army and the whatever, and then Dumbledore's army and the whatever. Dumbledore gets the wand, yeah, Dumbledore's army and he gets the wand, gets the wand part one, yeah. and what he does with the wand part two, part two. how he ends up at Hogwarts, yeah, part why three. Dumbledore's army and why he looks. Like he dresses in a robe instead of fashionable clothing anymore. Now, right. When did that happen? Like you ever bump into somebody and you're like, when did that happen? Yeah. Here's, here's a, an observation that I read somewhere mm-hmm. that I, it struck me and I appreciated it. Are you in the camp like me and this article that I read? Are you in the camp that you respect the fact that there was no mention of how Mads Mickelson like where Johnny Depp go? Yeah. I'm like good, like that. good for you. Like we all yeah. we all we all know. You yeah. Know, like they could have they could have easily said something. Right, some hokey, you know. Because in the first movie he was played by Colin Farrell. And then it wasn't until the end of the movie they cast a spell and they were like, oh, "It's Johnny Depp." Well, why couldn't they just be like, oh, "He was actually it. it well, that was even fake." Right. You know, yeah. but they didn't even But I appreciated the fact that like I don't know, whatever. Yeah. It's no big deal. It was a much more menacing version. Uh, one thing I noted about this movie, more than any of the others in the whole franchise, is it's brutal. Like, people, like, get killed. The violence. Yeah. yeah. Like, stabbed. Yeah. And then, like, the corpse is thrown on the ground. Right. <laughs> like, there's a lot more of that. Yeah. But on the flip side, one of the things that I thought was lame is what's what's kind of cool about these magic movies is seeing them fight, right, with their wands and stuff. Every time there was a major fight, they were in some sort of, like, fantasy dreamscape, mm. and it wasn't actually the real world. Right. And I'm like, that was either because of when it was filmed, it was budgetary, we don't have the sets or whatever, or right. it, just, it just was really dumb to me. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I don't know. I, here's the thing. I... Uh, I don't want to be overly harsh because I felt like it was very entertaining. It was good. I felt like it was better than the crimes against Grindelwald or the crimes of Grindelwald, right. um, et cetera. But to go back to the measurement that I always use, like I was distractible during the movie, mm-hmm. you know, and when it was time to refill my coffee, I walked out to the lobby, which was empty. And I looked out in the front and, Kind of filled my coffee and, you know, kind of meandered. There was nobody else in the building, and I sort of looked around and meandered back, you know. It wasn't like, like, the last movie we saw, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. I came out to get my coffee, my refill, halfway through my movie, and, I mean, I was moving. Yeah. You know, I, I, I watched the screen as I backed out of the auditorium. And when I got to the door, I turned and ran to the coffee machine. Yeah. Refilled my coffee and carefully ran back. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the hopes of not missing a moment, you right. know. And with this one, uh, I didn't, I did not feel compelled like that I had to hurry back. Mm. And I'm just being honest. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but I'm just saying it, 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 it wasn't, it didn't grip me. I think it was, to me, it's just a colossal fine. 
Right, I, right, right. My comment immediately after it was over when I was asked, how did you like it? And I said, I don't think, I said it was fine, but I don't see myself ever watching this movie again unless <laughs> I'm watching it to prepare for a sequel. Right, absolutely. Agree 100%. Yeah. So, where does that put us? Worst movie I've ever seen. No, uh, I think it was best movie ever made. Best movie ever made? Get out of town. Really? I'm just not prepared to say it was bad. I mean, you know, I've gone on record for yeah. the last couple months that I don't like our new rating system. I mean, I love it because it's quintessential <laughs> pen. It's just, it's boiled down 110% the underline of whatever, whatever you're really saying, right. this is basically what you're saying. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So yeah. with that being said, yeah. It was the best movie ever made. Yeah, I loved it. Clear. I can't wait to see it. Can't again. wait. In, in six months, we're like, oh yeah, it was. Be- it was great. Are you kidding me? Remember how much we love Fantastic Beasts? Yeah, we, we both loved it, right? Right. <laughs> right. right. I always assign like we both loved it. Right. right? Yeah. If I loved it, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maybe we did. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to argue about it. Get the abacus on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Speaking uh, of abacus, mm. I don't know if he had any notes, but he it's did. time for my favorite segment of the show listeners news notes questions and answers here we go why don't we have theme music for this we, we need we need more theme music in general if anyone right. has suggestions of bits of music or whatever, we need we need, we need that sound the yep and we need the sound of somebody sitting on a cat for all the times that you sit on cats all the time do we have more cats in here today than usual well I was going to say something. Did, did somebody put like extra? I was like, is that, is that extra food out right. for the cats? Or I feel like top 10 Sarah is sneaking in She's and like. got to be putting cats in here. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I She's can't believe it took us this long to notice. That's why I keep sitting on them because they're everywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, as we've talked about. Yes. I got a new cat at the beginning of the year. Yes. My second cat. Who you love. I love Padmore. Best cat ever. So great. The moms came over to meet the cat for the first time. Right. Right? And this cat would not come out from underneath the couch. Well, sure. For anything. Yeah. And at one point, we're watching a movie, mm. you know, doing family time. Yeah. Cat starts to, to like, ah, I think I'm ready to start exploring. Yeah. To come out, steps out of my room, sees my mom. What? Nope. No, just nah, kidding. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Nah. Well, at least it, it, I'm not lying. Right. Like, she saw it for a split second. Yeah. yeah. So, meanwhile, the other cat's like, what's up? Yeah. What do you got? I have a question. I, I don't want to get too personal. Yeah. Make it a little therapy session here. Mm. But, like, you you got a good, healthy relationship with your mom. You share things with her. Yes. Did you talk to her about the email that we got a few weeks ago from our listener, Shady Lady, mm. talking about, you know, problems with the show and <sighs> all this kind of stuff? And wasn't there names called? And, like, you, those are, that you know, that, that, that could, you know... I could boil inside a guy. I know. You know, did you right? did you talk to your mom about that? I didn't, but when I was saying goodbye, she said, Goodbye, don't make fun of your mom too much on the podcast. Oh, is that what she said? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> did it again. I couldn't control Pam. <laughs> all right. Hey, by the way, fellas, mm. uh, just so we're not all not just fellas, but everybody. Um, Mother's Day coming up. Just saying, a few more weeks, May 8th. May 8th. Yeah, I don't want anybody to be caught. I don't want Penn Cinema Podcast listeners 
to be caught unawares when it's time to show love to the moms, mm. to the moms of the world, because God knows they deserve it. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. So Joel Coates wrote in. As he <laughs> this is good. It took me a minute to get there. Uh, he said, this is about our last episode. He said, when Penn made the comment about how kids would rather listen to a good podcast than have candy, my first thoughts went to the white panel van, but instead of saying free candy on the side, it said, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast here. But then I realized he said a good podcast, so I know that no panel van would say listen to the Penn Cinema podcast here. What's that? Some kind of smack? Some kind of joke on Penn? I think it's a joke on the podcast. A joke on the podcast? What is this? Some kind of joke on Bob? Yeah, yeah definitely Bob. All right. Yeah. Probably. Jeez. Oh, All right. That was pretty good. I read yeah. it and I was like, at first I was like chuckling and then I was like, wait. Uh, wait. Uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, making oh, fun of us. Oh. Why you got to be like that, Joel Coates? Come on. You're going to give me bad dreams. I'm going to go. I'm going to have to go home and call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> mom, they're making fun of me again. Oh, I saw your podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching your podcast. Yeah. So when we were talking about uh, Fantastic Beasts and no, Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah. You know, David. I put a lot of effort into being prepared to do the show. You did. I do my research. Mm. I'm nothing if not professional. Consummate. Consummate professional. So one of the things that I was reminded of mm. that I had not really had on the top of my mind mm. was the problems that a lot of people are having with J.K. Rowling. Mm. Right? And what it's doing to the fan base, I bet. And right? what it's doing to the fan base, which apparently is exactly what Frodo commented. Now, what I liked about her comment is a lesser person, <gasps> somebody not as articulate as our friend Frodo, Right. a lesser person would have said like, oh, I'm so sick of her or I'm done with her or something like that. But as usual, Frodo has her own little twist. Yeah. So here's what she said. I have no time for JK Rowling. I have quote, Dropped her like a meatloaf taken out of the oven without using oven mitts. <laughs> that was too perfect not to talk too about. Too perfect. Have you ever, like, done that? Like, take, you, you think you got the handle on it, so you, like, you know, take it out of the oven without oven mitts, and then it, like, you don't realize, like, when you grab the pan, it's not too hot. Yeah. And you pull it out of the oven, and then it's mid-flight. That it immediately, suddenly, with no warning whatsoever, is too hot and it's burning through your fingers. So you drop it. Yeah. And that's what Frodo did for Jacob Rowling. Now I know. I used to work with a guy. He'd come to the microwave and put his food in the microwave forever. And then you go to pull it out and be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he put it down and like, oh man, ah. And he'd shake it a little. Then he'd pick it up again, bring it to the to the table. Yeah. Ah, ah. He'd sit down, <laughs> and then. He'd take a scoop of it. Oh. oh. And it's like, what part of this journey from here right. to there? <laughs> did you, did you that? Made you think that this was going to be yeah. okay. So anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, she, Frodo makes a comment, you know, J.K. Rowling. That's part of the problem. We didn't, yeah. really, we didn't really talk about this when we were talking about the movie. We alluded to it briefly. Yeah. But I think that is part of the problem with this franchise is that the, the uh, genius – the brains, mm -hmm. the you know, the mind behind this. I mean, you can't take away from Harry Potter. I mean, Harry Potter is amazing, right. but the J.K. Rowling thing is like, it's a, it's a. Let me just say this: it's a part of the problem. Yeah. Right. 
I mean, she obviously is dealing with her own, you know, she's developed, she's coming into her own political ideology and that's coming out sideways in the movies. Um, you know, and uh, yeah. It's time for them to move forward without her. And they have been doing Can other they? things. They've been, yeah. They've been like the game doesn't have her name attached to it. They did the anniversary special on HBO mm-hmm. and they used a clip of an interview from her from like 10 years prior, but otherwise she was not involved. Yeah. And it was only one small like little thing. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they're definitely moving away from promoting her, the next, having her involved. The next two letters came <laughs> from some of our favorite people Yeah, and um, are among the best news of the week. Yeah. Well, the first one Hit it. comes from... We do the gobble gobble. We do the turkey wobble. We do the gobble 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 gobble. <laughs> That's right. The mystery gobble. The mystery gobble. And... He does not ne- never has anything to say. No, he. This is a man of few words, but when they're words, they're good. They're definitely making fun of us. Right, as well. right. Yeah. So you sent us an article about thirty-two movies to watch in full ignorance. What do you mean? Like you don't want to know anything going into these movies. Okay. Right. <laughs> so you know nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then he said. There's a whole article about this, yet you guys have been doing this every week for what seems like decades. I would like Mr. Gobble <laughs> and Joel Coates to get together and do a diss track right. of us because they seem like they're ready to do it. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think this was great because it, it was on like two levels, right? Did you notice <laughs> yeah, that? Like yeah. the, the obvious joke is like, you guys don't know anything. You talk about movies that you don't know anything about. And right. that's, that's like the low hanging fruit. But then the, the subtle, like, uh, it feels like you've been doing this for a decade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, to, to tack that on the end is like what makes it so good. Yeah. You know what so I mean? Good. Like, God, have we been listening to this show forever? <laughs> <laughs> when will they stop? I thought they were done last right. week. <laughs> like, ben promised me. I sent out all those care packages. Thanks yeah. thanks for supporting us. We had a great run. Yeah. You know, here, here we yeah, are at the end. Bought everybody a puppy, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but you didn't buy them cash. Cats, right, well, no. that's yeah. why we've been stocking up cats. All right, uh, hit me with this last one. The, the next one I appreciated because you know it's fun. So we get we get a lot of notes from people um, commenting. First of all, the number one theme is making fun of us, yeah. which is always love. which yeah. is always fun. And then you know people will come in and share like their opinion on like the movie that we're talking about right. or a trailer that we talked about or whatever. Um, but my favorite is what Robert reads a lot sent in this week, which is when somebody stands up and says, Hey, you're making fun of this movie. This movie is going to be legit. Get on board. Yeah. Get on the hype train because this movie is rocking. Yeah. And our boy, Robert reads a lot, wrote in and said, it's time to get hyped for the Northmen. Now I have to admit, I have not been properly respecting the Northmen mm-hmm. until I read this. Now, we're not opening Northman in Huntington Valley right? because I literally, it came down to choosing. So I have all my mainstream movies booked, all my big blockbusters booked, and I have a screen available on April 22nd. 
and it comes down to Lionsgate's unbearable weight of massive talent or Focus Features. I think it's Focus Features. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The Northman. 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> but, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I literally had to choose. And I felt like the hype machine was stronger. And I was more personally, like, all else being equal, I picked the movie that I, like, if it moved me when I watched the trailer, like, and if yeah. I, if people are asking me about it, like, I've been out and about, like, at Dosido, and somebody's been like, when's that Nicolas Cage movie coming out? Right. Like, nobody has said to me, when's that weird Viking movie coming out? Yeah. Right. So anyway, so I picked Nicolas Cage over Northman, but Robert Reed's lot email gave me pause. Oh. So this afternoon when I was double checking all, confirming all my bookings with the studios, I literally looked at my lineup at Huntington Valley and was like, could I open Northman? Because Robert Reed's lot makes a compelling case. And here's yeah. his compelling case. It's time to get hyped for the Northman. The director, Robert Eggers, has made two very weird lower budget movies. The Witch for four million and The Lighthouse for eleven million, which we loved the Lighthouse, right? We definitely something the light, lighthouse. Wasn't that that black and white movie with yeah. what's his face? Robert. It was, so, it was Bobby, good, but it was so weird. Body, Long, longer Bobby you go, the more you remember just the yeah. Yeah. weird parts. Yeah. So anyway, Robert Edgars has made two very weird lower budget movies, The Witch and The Lighthouse. The budget for the Norseman. Why does he say Norseman? Maybe that's a typo. Mm. The budget for the Norseman is reportedly as high as $90 million exponentially. Now, I looked that up, and what it means is way more. Yeah. Yeah. So exponentially higher than anything he's done before. And by early accounts, you can see every one of the dollars on the screen. The cast, question mark, incredible. Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Bjork. York. Bum, bum, bum. Triple. That's that's when somebody puts triple exclamation points and you're reading it out loud. You go bum, bum, bum. Or in this case, York, 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 Willem Dafoe and Anya Taylor Joy, to name a few. Wow. All right. So that's legit. It's a dope cast. So then Robert reads a lot. Goes on to say, it's going to be weird. It's probably going to be seen as a disappointment financially. But I'm trying to be at Penn Cinema opening night. Get those tickets on sale already. They are now, Robert, on sale. Wow. Yep. Wow. I I have to tell you, on the strength of that email, I am a psyched for this movie and b gonna watch it. Yeah. Only uh, because of this email. I said after after this email, I said, we have to see this movie now. We've been making fun of it, but right. it's from the lighthouse guy. And so you know it's going to be wacky weird and we'll yeah. talk about it forever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on board. I'm, psych I'm psyched. And, I wouldn't say I'm psyched, but I'm ready to watch it. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Full disclosure. Mm. The Northman has more tickets pre-sold in Lidditz than Nick Cage. Wow. Wow. I would not have seen that coming. Wow. So it's going to be really interesting this weekend to watch how those two movies do. They're both releasing up against uh, Bad Guys, oh, which yeah. is that really fun animated movie. Yeah. Yeah. So we have three new titles in the multiplexes and two new titles in the sevenplex. Wow. Well, now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. <laughs> the end. Yeah. What you watching? <laughs> 
What you doing? That's just the gobble's favorite part. Yeah. Oh, I can just do this. And Ben's doing. What you been up to this week? I, well, I already explained I watched Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. And I also had a really, really nice, really nice four-day weekend. Mm. Now, I, I did a little bit of work, but really not much. Whoa. And um, went away with my wife's extended family, and we had a lovely Easter weekend. We rented a beef, a beef. We rented a house down at Rehoboth Beach. And I had a great time. My little nieces and nephews were there. We played hide-and-go-seek. We played code names. You ever played that board yeah. game? That's a fun game. Played code names, played spoons, um, did the Easter egg hunt, ate like there was no tomorrow. It was great. It was great. I had a really fun weekend. Wow. So that's that's what I've been up to. Wow. Uh, I think, I, you know, I mentioned I, we did a family view on Easter. We watched Spider-Man No Way Home. Nice. And my mom was like... You know how the, him and MJ, like, they, they almost kiss, like, throughout right. the movie. And then they finally get their kiss right before, you know, she's about to forget him. And the music swells. And my mom's like, ha, the music, like, this is important. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Come on. But she said it was a good one. So there we go. There you go. That's a win. Yeah. So I also finished the book, uh, Star Wars, Thrawn Ascendancy. Yeah. Thrawn Ascendancy, book one. Mouse the time. Yeah, mouse the time. <laughs> and I think it's really good. I immediately started book two of the series. It's about a character that mostly exists just in the books. But what I love is this story is in the Star Wars universe, but has nothing to do with Jedi and stuff. It mm. could just be just a random sci-fi book. Yeah. It's so unrelated to anything right. Star Wars that you know. Right. Um, so I've been really enjoying it. I'm sure it eventually will get there, but for right now, it's just kind of fun. Right. Sci-fi. That's me. So next week. Now, is this movie just, has it changed its title? No. No. But it's just being marketed as Massive Talent. Right. But it's the unbearable weight. Of Massive Talent. Massive Talent. And I tell you what, I'm going to be watching two movies this week. (gasps) This and Bad Guys? Right. (laughs) Right. Who is Robert Reed's a lot? If he thinks he's the boss of me. If he thinks he's going to make me... Watch some weirdo Norseman movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching Bad Guys. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. ain't buying it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no. we're going to watch Massive Talent. We're going to watch Massive Talent, and I am going to make every effort to watch a Northman because I'm I'm pretty psyched to watch cool. it. Cool. Well, look, if you want to be a part of the show like mm. Robert reads a lot, mm. you can easily do that by emailing us, podcast at pencinnamon.com. Mm. Right. It's our fun, easy to remember. Right. Email right. podcast at pencinema.com. Right. You can also join us over on Facebook. You know, we got uh, Trailer Master Jason will post the trailers yep. over there, uh, all that kind of stuff. He was psyched on Facebook today. He was psyched for that Thor trailer. Oh, Did you yeah. see what he posted? Oh, and I also posted something on Facebook. There was a cool little story that Slash Films, slashfilm.com posted about the. Not quite the backstory, but just sort of filling you in on Natalie Portman and the Mighty Thor. Oh, cool. And it's just kind of neat. I posted yeah. it on our Facebook page because I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. So that's how you can be a part of the show. Right. But if you want right. to support the show, right. Penn, what's the number one way to do that? Right. Um, well, we all know that some people who aren't supposed to talk, they frequently talk. <gasps> Have you ever watched Seinfeld? Yeah. You know the scene where the rabbi says, I talked to a woman in my building, let's call her Elaine. 
she was upset that her friend, let's call him George, <laughs> that she was getting that he was getting married before her, and she was feeling hostile and inadequate. Right. right? So here's what I want you to do: mm-hmm. you go to your therapist. Yeah. Go to your rabbi. Go to your priest. Whoever you confide in that is not supposed to talk, mm-hmm. but you know they're talking. You go to them and you lay down on the couch and you be like, Doc, I can't stop thinking about the Penn Cinema podcast. <laughs> and you know, the next patient that comes in, the doctor's going to be like, Hey, I was just listening to this weirdo. He can't stop thinking about the Penn Cinema podcast. He can't stop thinking about the Penn Cinema podcast. Can you and, then, and then that person is going to go home and tell their husband or their wife, like, Hey, I was at the old shrink this afternoon. <laughs> And she said that she had this patient who couldn't stop listening to the Penn Cinema podcast. Let's check it out. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> you like that touchy bit right yeah, there? Yeah, what's up? Are you going to bite? Are you going to bite? <laughs> I don't even know how to respond. Are you going to bite? Here's how you respond. Yeah. Are you going to check it out, Fonst? Check it out, Fonst. Check it out, Fonst. Out in the lights. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. So you check it out. And what happens is... All these people are going to start listening to the Penn Cinema podcast because they're trusted rabbis, priests, therapists, barkeeps, mm. baristas, baristas, anybody who is supposed to be secretive yeah. that you know is not secretive. Like like if you've got one of those guys that does like paints himself gold or silver right, and then like does like the, a right. statue. Like then, I'm doing right now. You see, see how I'm doing it right yeah. now? And then you pay them money and they move. But right. you can talk to them if you don't pay right. them money. Right, right. They're the guys you just want to be like, this is the Penn Cinema podcast. Doc. That's the line, though. You. That's the line. Doc. Yeah. Doc. I can't stop listening to the Penn Cinema podcast. <laughs> Low though I've tried. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> and then the doc is going to be like this. The doc is going to be like, you think you got problems. I got a patient that was in here yesterday. He can't stop making the Penn Cinema podcast. <laughs> He thought he was done. And they pulled him back. <laughs> you think you got problems. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, let's say that you're one of those people that doesn't confide in things. You can always just tell a friend. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can do that. You're sitting on yeah. the bus. Nice little lady across the aisle from you. You see her every you know, day. Yeah, you're avoiding eye contact because you don't want to be creepy. But you right. say hello because you're a decent human being. Right. Yeah. Right. So next time, yeah. say hello. And by the way, and if you're nervous as you get up to leave, just go listen to Pencil Podcast, and then you just yeah. It. yeah, yeah. You don't know how much time she has left. You know, so you know she She's wants to get those downloads. You know, now. right? That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> right? what I'm saying. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's the expression? It's not the the podcast in. It's not the life in your years. It's the years in your podcast. And there's a twist in there somewhere. I forget what how it goes. All I know is we pass and we should pass twenty thousand this week. 20,000 poor souls. Yeah. yeah. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I feel like we owe humanity an apology. A cat. We can teach other cats. Right? <laughs> you get a cat. And you get a cat. <laughs> All right. Well, once again for the Pencino Podcast, I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care and party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. 
Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com. <laughs>